Welcome to Ridge to Ridge Outdoors podcast. We talk hunting, fishing, camping, and everything in between. Ridge to Ridge Outdoors is based out of Temecula, California, and we want to share the knowledge gained through the ups and downs of Southern California hunting. Through this podcast, we hope to inspire the youth to get outdoors, help fellow hunters find success, and bring awareness to the issues facing our community today. Help us spread the word and get our community on the map for the level of skill and determination it takes our outdoors men and women to get it done in Southern California. This episode is brought to you in part by Victory Archery, the carbon arrow experts. There's a perfect Victory arrow for every archer's need and budget. Find yours at victoryarchery.com. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Ridge to Ridge Outdoors. Uh, just as usual, just want to let you guys know that this episode is brought to you in part by Victory Archery, the carbon arrow experts. What's going on, Brandon? Who do we got with us? We got our buddy Dan. What's up, bro? <laughs> How you guys doing? We're good. doing all right, man. Good, good, you doing good. good? Yeah, thanks for having me on. No, yeah. thank you for coming on, man. I yeah. appreciate it. You, you live right down the road from me. I know, man. We work out all the time I'll together. come back next week. I, I hope so. <laughs> You like the way you sound. After this, you're not going to want me back. No, yeah. no, don't say that, man. Every, every guest is a great guest, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, doesn't no, matter cool. which way it goes. This is also Dan's first time on a podcast, too, so. Yeah, you guys are literally breaking my podcast virginity. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's it's all right. It's a good time. It's a good it time. It feels pretty good, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. It's, it's when you're in it, you're like, oh, okay, this is what it's about. Right. <laughs> it, it is kind of tricky, though. You know, a lot of people don't really uh, realize it's not recording podcasts aren't easy. You're literally having a conversation with three people mm-hmm. that you're trying to portray it to an audience. Right. right. So yeah. it's like, that's not here. It, it, that's yeah. not here. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to be, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just a lot tougher than what it, what it really is. Yeah. Right? Well, you but, guys make it look pretty easy. Well, I mean, it's just at the end of the day, you're just talking to your buddies, you know? Right. And people want to tune in and listen. And then you're, you know, the audience is your fourth buddy. That's really quiet. Right. I think think it's cool though. You know, when me and Patrick started this thing, man, it was just, it was just two dudes on a kitchen table. Yeah. Right. Like we just went for it. Well, dude, that's how, that's how good shit starts, man. I know. Can I say that on here? Yeah. Yeah. absolutely. Speaking of certain stuff, uh, Dan, give us some, give us some of your history. So my history. Oh gosh, dude. How far back do we want to go on? (laughs) Dude, listen, man, give it a shot. So, yeah, well, I'm from Montana. Yeah. So, these guys obviously know where your podcast is out. If we're down here in Southern California, right. I'm, I'm a Montana boy. People wonder what the hell I'm doing down here. Right. And I actually don't have an answer for that. <laughs> Life brought you out here. Life got you down yeah. here, man. Yeah, well, we got married, my wife and I, and then uh, we were living up in Montana for a little bit, and we knew that if we ever wanted to go out and try something, you know, on our own, just yeah whatever it'd be best to do it now because mm-hmm. you know once you start having kids and everything you're done right <laughs> well right but you do have kids though we do now yeah we've been down here five six years now and we do we've got a two-year-old boy little boy little leo he's super happy yeah he's See, funny man he's changes a wild, life. Changes wild life. man i know man i i don't have kids thank god <laughs> <laughs> i don't want kids man i really i really do you had to plan it right, right. if you're a hunter yeah. You have to plan it right. You can't have, see, nine months before September, there's no playing around. There, with there, I mean, yeah. you got to, that's protection time. I, I know, man. It's nuts. Because if you have birthdays every year in September, mm-hmm. you can't, it, 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 you yeah. are done. Yeah. I, I'll tell you what, man. I've I, never thought of that before in my have, life. Yeah. You, you have, have kids? To. You don't have kids. I don't you? have kids. Yeah. No. Oh, you're not married, huh? No, I'm not married. Yeah. See, so for me, I got married on October 4th. 
Dude, that's like dead oh, smack yeah. in the middle of hunting season. Oh, yeah. But my old lady's like super cool. Dude. Yeah, yeah. How do you handle that? So I, you know, we go on a vacation typically every year, right? And she right. kind of just do like. I haven't missed an anniversary, but I've left the day of the day after. Right. Right. And uh-huh. and not that like missing an anniversary would be a huge deal. Like me and her are very, uh, we're cool with like missing Christmases and things. Right. You know, we oh, kind of cool. do our own thing. Like she's super cool with it. Not to say that she doesn't want to celebrate it. You're not, you're just not overly sentimental about yeah. it. Yeah. I mean. Like it's the day we need to be together. Right. I mean, the big ones, I'm sure it'll be like that. You know, our five right. year was big. Yeah. Or, you know, our 10 years coming up. So our 10 years going to be big, yeah. but anything in between the big dates, you know, like yep. the big year milestones. And yeah, I mean, she's cool with it. Good. Listen, we try to plan our vacations around the end of the year anyways. Right. So for us to go out to dinner on a, on a, um, anniversary, right. Is mm-hmm. that's good enough because in a, a month or two months or whatever it is, January, we're going to go somewhere. And that's kind of right. like our Christmas, um, uh, it's kind of like our Christmas, our birthdays, our anniversaries wrapped right, up into yeah. one. So, I mean, we don't go to Vegas for our <laughs> yearly trip. We go somewhere, right? You know right. what I mean? And, it, and it then you something. come back and then go to Vegas. Yeah, I just got back. <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly. But it, that's just kind of how we roll it. That was a good fight, though. Yeah, it was great. I uh, for the listeners, I know I went out to uh, Conor McGregor and Donald Cerrone's uh, fight out in Vegas. Man, it was it was awesome good time yeah but it just you know we that those types of things we do right Right. so those make up for the the missed times oh dude yeah well as long as you got that thing to look forward to or she does yeah that vacation yeah you know looking forward to it so check this out like kind of talking about family and relationships we'll kind of just tie this into hunting a little bit man when i'm out in the backcountry, like when i'm out of state or i'm or i'm deep in deer camp like for whatever reason and i don't know if it's because when the hunting's hard that I start to feel this way or what, but ultimately I always end up like, dude, it's weird. Like almost homesick. Like I yeah. miss my wife and it's like, mm-hmm. I've been gone three days. Yeah. You know, it's so weird. Yeah. Do you have any of that? I do. I honestly, so I look at, and you guys are probably similar, but every time hunting season comes around, especially bow season for elk. Right. That's my challenge every year. Right. And it's not just my challenge. I feel like it's my testing ground right to see how much i've progressed during the year and i'm not even talking about like you know all right i got this much better at shooting i i was over able to overcome target panic or trigger panic whatever they call that right where you're like jumping the trigger yeah exactly it's not as much that kind of a test as just a mental test because it is so freaking hard out there yeah yeah. you're away from the family you're Mm -hmm. away from Everything that's normal. Right. I mean, you're in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. You, hopefully with somebody. Yeah. You know, buddy. You hope. But it ain't. It's not easy. It ain't easy, man. I mean, and it's funny too, because it's a thing you're thinking about all year. Yeah. You dream about Dreaming it. Dreaming about it. Yeah. It, Dude, it, you, it's like a kid on Christmas all year thinking about it. You get out there and eventually, yeah, a few days, down. four or five days in. Or, you know, halfway through your first day. Yeah. I mean, if it's, <laughs> listen, I mean, yeah, you do. You start to. You're not quite, not quite halfway through the first day, but you, you still have that adrenaline. You know, yeah. you hear your first bugle and you're just like running off a adrenaline oh, still, yeah. right? But it does wear down. And after you've been chasing elk for a while back there. Yeah. 
and you remember how damn smart they are and mm-hmm. how they can smell you mm-hmm. and how like everything they don't just come running in every yeah. time you do a cow call or bugle like right you know they might just shut up and you never hear from them again yeah so, exactly all the plans you had in your head or you're you're second guessing everything you're kind of starting to wonder why <laughs> dude i get honestly i've there's been a lot of seasons I get to the point where I'm just like, why in the hell do I do this? Oh, yeah. I want to throw my bow off this cliff. I freaking hate Dude, I, I'm not kidding. You I, get so frustrated, man. <laughs> so frustrated. Well, dude, you look at a guy golfing. He yeah. hits it in the water. He's like, F that! Launches his yeah. club and breaks right. some shit. He's just golfing. Right. He hardly had to work, you know, to hit that ball. and Exactly. You work your ass off of the back of a few days, dude, and things aren't going your way. Dude, it's like that on steroids, and you're just trying to maintain your sanity but yeah it something about being in the outdoors puts everything else into perspective it's just like when when you're outdoors and you're in the backcountry and you're on an adventure you it unlocks a primal portion of your brain that not a lot of people get to experience right and it's just it it makes like after a trip whether it's you know for me a, a solo motorcycle trip or hunting with you know hunting with the guys i get home and it's just like why am I back here? But, right, <laughs> right. You, you're like, oh, maybe I should have stayed out there a little bit right. longer. Yeah. Oh but yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The, yeah. The second you get home, all you're thinking about again is whether it was a good or a bad hunt. Yeah. You're, you're already going back. You're here. always wanting to go yeah. back. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I guess you know when you work your ass off and you come home, and you're tired. There are times when it takes, you know, a minute before you're mm-hmm. like ready oh yeah well if you have a long season you know if you if you deal with cold weather Mm. if you if you're dealing with a hard hunt or multiple hard hunts yeah it wears on you big time and i and i also find that like even in like day-to-day life right like perseverance is key patience and perseverance yeah you know you being a small business owner you know exactly what i'm talking about right if you being in sales if you don't if you bang however many doors or however you go about getting clients Mm. like if it doesn't work out for you it's it's all about perseverance and patience, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I feel like, uh, dude, I would say consistency. When you say perseverance, I think of consistency. Right. Just doing that shit over and over right. and over. The same stuff that you know you need to do. Right. It, you go in and out of it as far as success. It'll come and go and come and go, right. but you just got to keep with those those things you know that will bring success eventually but that's what most people don't have right they don't have the person they don't have because that's where that whole mental toughness thing comes in exactly because anybody anybody can go to a gym for a week yeah or two weeks Mm -hmm. or a month right but then they get the cold yeah or a cold or Mm -hmm. uh, some kind of sickness, or they leave town go on a little trip and then they start back at square one because they then they're gone for the sickness or out of town. They get back into town. They've already missed a week, so they take a you know another half week off, and Absolutely. then they start going like every third day or yeah. So that's not consistency. It, that right? ties straight into hunting. When you're elk hunting, you have <clears throat> to be consistent. Like not saying you don't change things up, but you have to be consistent. You got to right. stay out there. It's time and pressure, mm-hmm. right? You have to be out there to get it done period and when people start to feel that mental anguish of not seeing elk or not seeing deer or or just not seeing game in general and and they're they're starting their head's starting to play mind tricks on every hunter has gone through it every hunter has and the new guys that are listening to this podcast that maybe haven't quite felt exactly what we're talking about 
if they continue to hunt, they will feel exactly what we're talking about. They will know exactly what we're talking about. Oh and, yeah. And, and ultimately at the end of the day, uh, that's the difference between being successful and not in, in day-to-day life and in hunting and fishing outdoors in general, right? Mm-hmm. If, if you're, you know, if you're a backpacker, right. And you're hiking up a mountain, if you're not persistent and you're not consistent at the same time, right. You're not going to make it to the top of wherever you're trying to go. Right. right. So then you wouldn't have been successful in what you set out to do. Right. So right. in every aspect of life, regardless if it's personal life, business, hunting, you just have to stay consistent. Like you said, you know, and with the perseverance, it'll, it'll all play out. Right. I was listening to a podcast the other day. I don't remember who this was, but they were saying, or maybe I read it, I don't know, but they were saying that being an entrepreneur running your own business, they were saying that being an entrepreneur is like the best way to build mental toughness. I get something like that, right? right. Because you're all on your own. You know, there's there's no like course like telling you exactly what to do. Even if there is a course on being an entrepreneur. Right. That's like a general course. Yeah, it's yeah. Not. Dude, you might be and running a plumbing company, but the person that's giving this course running like a multi-level marketing or right. just something completely different. So you're still figuring shit out. Yeah. Well, I, whoever wrote that quote or said that is pretty damn right. But I actually feel that like a backcountry hunt is, is, well, at least it's the best way to test where you are at mentally. Yeah. And I get surprised every year to see how weak I am mentally. Really? <laughs> Dude. It takes a lot to say that. It for does. one. It does. But it also shows a ton of maturity in terms of realizing that, hey, you're not at the top of your game and guess what? It's a it's a it's a progression. Oh, and that's why I love the that's why I love that testing ground of right. being out there is because when you you're going throughout the year. You might see some progress. You're feeling pretty good. And then you go out there and it just slaps you in the face and right. it's totally humbling. And I think you need that. You right. need that humbling experience sometimes to realize like, hey, you got a long ways to go. Yeah. Like you're only at the very beginning. Yeah. You're friggin' dude. And it's because dude, everything's so becomes so easy, right? Yeah. Like, we have our phones. We have access to everything. You Instant can order gratification, like, dude. Um, what's that like? Little food delivery app. They Grubhub. Like, yeah, he's like everything's so dude, and I love it. I'm not. I'm not talking bad on that right. stuff. I actually freaking love it. You're I love being because it makes life so enjoyable. Like right. this this podcast right here. Like everybody gets to listen to podcasts and love podcasts, and like you guys have this quality equipment, and everything mm-hmm. because we're living at a time where like everything's i feel like everything is so nice and like dude like the quality of like tvs like we get we just really get to enjoy life whereas like we lived 100 years ago or 200 years ago tough dude like you don't you aren't lucky enough to really get to just just enjoy life right Mm -hmm. you gotta i'm not saying life's easy right now because it ain't easy but it's a lot easier dude put it in perspective right here okay I'm sitting here like I went to work all day, right? I have a routine. I go to work. I go to the gym. I come home. I feed my dog. I'll try to run my dog. I'll cook dinner. My chick will cook dinner. Either one of us, right? We share household duties to an extent. And then I don't want to go to sleep, right? My old lady just mother-effed me (laughs) up and down. 
today on the phone, <laughs> dude, because I didn't put in the last dimmer switch. And I'm sitting there here going, go. God, I'm so tired. But yet, I just set up all our podcast equipment. Yeah. Like, I just had my buddy Dan come over to record this right yeah. now. I got my buddy Patrick right next to me. It, you know what I mean? Like, dude, right. it, when you put it into perspective. Oh, dude. Like, my life is not hard. I just, it's choices that I'm making. Oh, absolutely. Well, dude, and it's kind of, it's, it's made it to where we, I feel like we kind of seek those things that make us comfortable you know yeah. like that's why we want success because we want the nice house that we're going to be able to be comfortable in. we want the big screen we want mm-hmm. that nice truck it's about like being comfortable with your shit i right. feel like in in you know 200 years ago i can't even think of what time period that was but i'll go back 100 years you take it was 1820 by the way <laughs> we, got a, we got a mathematician over here there you go <laughs> but continue dan well, dude, you, okay, take 20 people from right. 1820. Yeah. Put them in the middle of the woods to go like backcountry elk mm-hmm. hunting. Your ratio of the the people that are going to be able to stick it out oh, yeah. is going to dominate the ratio of people of today, dude. even though they don't have the equipment, right. they don't have the nice boots, they don't have the nice pack, they don't have the right pants. Oh, or the yeah. free, they don't have any of that shit, but what they have is just a built-in mental toughness from living a hard life then they don't even realize it how hard their life is because it's all about perspective and the only way that we can see you know how hard it was back then is because now we get to enjoy all this good stuff we're so baby, dude. We go back in the backcountry for a few days. I'm like, oh, fuck, dude, my phone. I don't even have service back here. I I know. And so, like, back then, dude, they were probably... Well, you know, you're lucky to make it home at night. Oh, yeah. You're married and you're lucky to make it back yeah. to that person. So, I mean, it's just a totally... Total different game. Yeah, it's a totally different game. But that it's it's fun. It's fun to... to I, dude, I'm on a mental toughness kick right now. I know. And I just... I love doing shit that's just completely uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. And, and I'm so looking forward to elk hunting this year because I can't wait for that test to realize how weak I am again, but yeah. hopefully to do a little bit better yeah, than I'm, I did this last year. And when I'm talking about how weak I am, I'm, I'm saying like, you know, four days in when you've got, you're finally in the elk, you finally got them in your sights, you know, you're finally moving in on them. And then another hunter comes out of nowhere and blows them. Yeah. And you're just, you got that adrenaline flowing through and you're so pissed off because right. you were finally on them and then this asshole came in to, you know and like and then like that's when the real mental toughness comes in yeah. is when like you're you know you're putting in a ton of work yeah. and then all of a sudden shit just doesn't seem fair yeah like where'd that guy come from man? i've been here hunting this long and that guy probably just pulled down that road and got here today I know. and like and like and you completely start that I'm, this is an experience that's happened to me if you can't tell oh yeah i can <laughs> tell you pretty fired up about it man yeah, yeah. and well, a, a big thing with that is okay there's a couple of big things is the stakes are so much higher when you're out there because it you need you need um, you need results because that's the entire reason right. why you're out there. Versus right. like in your day to day life, you can just kind of cruise through it. You can cruise through your nine to five. You can cruise through you know getting food. You can cruise through being warm at night. But when you're out there, dude, it's you have to work to be warm. You have to yeah. work to be successful. And another thing about another hunter coming out and, and busting you is you know you're running the race for you. 
like, yes, life is going to get in the way. There's going to be curveballs that are thrown at you, but it's that mental toughness that's going to get you through those, those, oh shit moments where it's like everything was like seeming to fall into your hands, but life just throws a wrench in. And, you know, it's, it's so immediate when it comes to hunting and being outdoors because you realize like, this is what I had. This is what I was working for. And all of a sudden it's taken away, but guess what? I have to keep going. And that's not something that happens a lot in life. It's like, imagine if you're, 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 you're at home, you're in your house. And then all of a sudden someone's like, okay, I'm going to take your rent paycheck. How do you like that? Yeah. And then you're like, well, okay, I got to figure it out. Yeah, exactly. Well, dude, that shit happens. I just, I'm running a business, right? I just found out that one of my best friends who is also an employee of mine mm-hmm. has been cutting himself checks from my company to himself mm-hmm. for the last several months. Yeah. He's stolen thousands of dollars from me. I had Oof. no idea. I just found him. I just found out about this going over bank statements and dude, they call that embezzlement. That's <laughs> no good. Blew my mind. Yeah. I want to throw in the towel, dude. Cause I don't, I don't have a lot of close friends. Right. Like I've got a few, you know, good, good close friends, right, but right. I don't have a big, of friends that I'm you know want to be close right and I'm pretty close with this kid and to see that happen dude I was like I went to my wife I'm like let's just get out of here man I like let's you were over I didn't give a shit let's leave let's go somewhere else yeah we're we're in California right right and I I want to be up in Montana at this point and so I already kind of have that draw to get up there but anyways it's so it's it is a lot like running a little bit, yeah. but being in the woods, I feel like is, is it, is it's on steroids. Yeah. I mean, it's the, right. the time frame just gets so yeah. short. It's like, that's how I'd say it too. It's, yeah. It's, it's not, you know, months, it's not years. It's, it's, it's weeks, it's days. It, yeah. That's it. And that's all you have. Yeah. And you've, you've built it up so much in your mind over the past year and over the past years of mistakes. Yeah. And then you realize like, this has to be it. it well, dude, and most, so most hunters, I mean, cause you have all these Instagram hunters who they get a hunt all, yeah, all season. Right. Yeah, so there's yeah. not as much pressure because when you're out there, it's not just that five days in like, oh man, I haven't gotten anything for five days. Like. That's part of it. Like, you've been working hard for five days and you haven't got anything. Like, you know, I might suck or whatever. But what the other side of it is, is the fact that there's a deadline. Like, you're right. going, you're flying home or driving home this day. Exactly. You only have two days left. Right. So that plays effect on your mental Oh, dude, too, yeah. It massive. You. It yeah. almost makes you want to, you know, there's people out there. And I, I'll tell you right now that this has happened to me, man. Like, where you're hunting. And you got seven days in and nothing has happened. And you're like, gosh, I just want, I could be home right now. Like I could be in my bed. I can be with my wife, my family, whatever the deal is, you know, I, I in the Wendy's drive through. I know, dude, I could be back at work saving these days. Right. Because right. it's it. But then, uh, you know, you end up getting it done or, or something happens where you go, oh, that was all worth it. You know, and then, or you get yeah. home and you're like, gosh, man, like Patrick said earlier. Oh, I wish I was still out there. You know, like right. we don't put it when we're out there and we're uncomfortable. We don't put it into perspective of how much you really enjoy it. Right. Right. You know, when you get home in the off season, you never remember the miserable. Well, dude, it's fun. Cause when you have, when you get married and have kids, like at least for most people, your hunting situation is going to change. Oh yeah. A little bit. Out. I mean, you're not going to be out there quite as much as before. Cause now you got, 
you know, people for you at your people at home waiting for you and you've got kids and like, you can't just be gone all season. I mean, some people might be able to, and their family might be chill with it, but I would say most people, right. Most people's significant other, usually the wife isn't going to be like, Oh yeah, I got my three kids here. You just take off and go hunting for three months. I don't care. I, I know, love right? watching the kids know, by myself. Right? <laughs> it just it just doesn't happen that way. No, you know? I mean it's a lot of work. And once yeah. you have kids, you realize how much work that is. Yeah. And I, so like it's I now really try to take advantage of the time that I'm out there because I know I'm not going to be like able to just jump out there whenever I want like when you're like a single younger guy and so I still got friends who are single and and when and dude when they're out there and hunting and I see that they're driving home like post something or let me know like yeah I'm pulling out for the day I'm gonna go meet up with some I'm like dude what the hell are you you better stay out there if you have the ability to be out there just get back out there I mean you've been waiting all year for this it's like you know, I mean, you were in the gym during season a few times here. I'm like, dude, grab your bow, go grab a tag, go grab an AO, you know? And you're like, ah, man, you know, I'm just so busy. You know, right, it's, yeah, it's totally no, yeah. different lifestyles between you and me. And I don't have kids. You do. Right. So anytime right. you do have, you may want to spend it with your kids or your, or your kids and your wife. Right. Well, and I, and growing up in Montana too, wildlife is abundant. Right. I well, mean, like if is, you, of course, yeah, if you, if you get, if you're a hunter and you get through a deer season and you didn't shoot anything and, and it wasn't because you were being picky and just wanted a monster, you just couldn't really get it done. Right. You're in the wrong sport. Yeah. It's just Dude, totally. They're everywhere. Yeah. There are different. deer everywhere. I'm yeah. not kidding. White tail, even white tail mule deer. They are everywhere. And so luckily growing up, I was able, I killed a lot of shit. I mean, we killed a lot of deer because there are a lot of them. I mean, we didn't have unsuccessful seasons. Every season was successful. Right. And so not that I was now am now uninterested in it or anything like that, but I, I like being able to focus in my, you know, in running a business and growing a business and to be able to back off of the hunting a little bit because you do only have so much time right right and it's all about time and you're trying to get as much done in a, in a sh- short amount of time frame as you can yeah you know you called your life like you got so you got so much time and what all do you want to get done yeah well there's a lot of shit i want and it you know i do want to spend time hunting i want to be able to do that but i feel like right now i've got to make sacrifices to you know, put this time into running a business, growing it so that it can become, you know, more fruitful, freeing up maybe time down the road to be able, and to do cooler hunts too. Well, right. I mean, you yeah. want to hunt like a doll sheep or some yeah, shit? Yeah, like, that's dude, all you cool stuff. Not cheap. No, it's not. And, <clears throat> and like you said, it's all time. And a lot of guys in Southern California can only hunt, you know, a couple weekends a season. And right. then it, we don't live in Montana. We don't live in Wyoming. All these other Western states, that game is abundant. And so dudes go out locally and they don't see anything all season long. They may spend four days out there, but they don't see a doe. And, and you're talking about California. Yeah. I'm talking about Southern California. Yeah. You don't hunt Southern California. Uh, Dude, I I've been out, but I do it. The reason I don't is because if you look at these hills, dude, it looks like a death march. It looks like desert, scary. And there's nothing out there hard, but dude, anybody can get it done here in Southern California tons of resp- northern california is a different state it, yeah. and there's it, wildlife it up there's the, pretty abundant you got like lots yeah. of mounds and pines down here it's a little bit different and the wildlife don't you know flourish or run to right. this area and so 
if you're getting it done consistently down here, not just one season, but if you can do it every, mm-hmm. every year, then mm-hmm. you're you're, you're gonna in. actually you, it, you'll be really successful. Our, our group is pretty successful. Like our yeah. group and yeah, so, you guys and have done well up here, dude. Yeah, so it's 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 very tough though. Like we put in very long times. Like uh, you know, I think I went three seasons without getting it done when I first started hunting. Well, not surprising, dude. I mean, I mean not because anything about you, but this right. is tough it's country tough to hunt. But until you figure it out and you get over that learning curve in Southern California, man, it is very, very tough. We took Patrick under our wing, and we, we were able to get him on a deer's first year, right? Right. But, you know, I, hey, I, was, I was hoping that this year we'd get it done with him either. But, you know, what? I didn't even fill a tag this year. I didn't fill a tag. I shot yeah. a cow in Utah, didn't get it back. Like, I didn't find her, didn't right. harvest her, right? So... It just seasons go up and down and, and that's where mental toughness comes into it as well. Like just because right. you go out of state doesn't mean you're going to get it done. Mm-hmm. I, now I'm not saying where you're from, you can't just walk out on your porch and get it done. But what I'm saying is like, just because I grabbed an over the counter elk tag doesn't mean I was going to get it done. Like that was a tough hunt, right? Oh I, yeah. I wasn't able to spend 18 days in a tree stand. Right. You see what I'm saying? I wasn't able to do that. We had, mm-hmm. we had a limited amount of time, went to an area that we had very little information about and we were able to pull it out. But let me tell you something. We put in miles every day. Like mm-hmm. we were in the elk, but we had to hunt our ass off every right. day. And it wasn't like we were on a ranch. We we're on public land that everybody else could do it too. Right? right. So I I think I credit, I credit hunting Southern California and teaching the bare skills, like the fundamental skills of hunting and I me learning them from down here allows me to go out of state and find success. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've, so there's a, I don't even actually know. I've talked with him a little bit on Instagram and I don't even know his name. His Instagram name, I guess is a shout out to him. I believe is like gray light hunter, something like that. I don't know if you guys have heard of him. I think he owns a, like a photography. He's a photographer. He Adam. owns a photography shop in like Oceanside oh, or really? somewhere along the coast. Right. He hunts, in Southern California, archery, yeah. mm-hmm. and he, dude, him and his hunting buddy, they shoot some big deer. I wonder where he's from. Big deer, and so, and every year, I feel like a stalker, but I guess everybody who has Instagram, some kind of stalker, right? He goes up to Idaho, I believe, and does high country mule deer hunts, and he gets big deer up there every year. And, you, and, you, and I feel like if you're training down here, yeah, then you're, yeah, you'll, it's different too though. But because when you're up there, if you're doing a high country mule deer hunt, you're way up there. Right, right. I mean, and that's, that's some, that's some unforgiving territory. Territory. Well, and you talked to this guy? Just on Instagram. When I was, um, I think last year, I had a little bit of time free up where I thought I might be able to get a deer hunt in. Right. And I was like, hey, I know. You know, I'm I'm not planning on being down here forever. I'm not going to ruin one of your hunting spots, but if you could guide me, you know, anywhere where there might be some deer or something, because I don't have a lot of time to do a ton of research or scouting or anything. Kind of points. Like yeah, and so he gave me. I'll tell you right where it was. No, so he pointed. (laughs) Pull out your Onyx maps. Yeah, get the Onyx guys. (laughs) So he, uh, yeah, he he kind of gave me an idea where to go. Something came up. I wasn't able to go, but. Um, that that was the extent of our conversation. Well, dude, reach out to him again. See if we can get him on here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Him and his hunting buddy. I can't remember his name, but dude. Yeah, man. He's he, they shoot these desert mule deer down here that are they're big. Yeah, big I bet, boys. man. The, the desert. Even deer down for here like a guy from Montana, seeing you know a lot of deer. They they shoot nice they shoot deer, deer down here. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely big deer down here. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just got to find them. They're they're here. I mean, they go down every year. 
They right. do. Our our buddy John shot a real nice D sixteen buck, mm-hmm. real nice buck, right? I mean, but it, it it just all comes into it, you know. He he, if you're able to get it done here, or if you're able to learn your fundamentals here, and you're able to find deer here, like even through binoculars, just glassing deer up here. Man, you go out of state and you just glass a hillside. I mean, man, it's a totally different story. I'm not saying yeah, that. Yeah, everywhere. to start seeing critters running yeah. around, you're like, whoa, this yeah, is whoa, fun. That was great, you know. But well, yeah, that keeps you going. It's when the allure of out of state makes yeah. you keep wanting to go, right? Absolutely. But when you know, it's growing just, up in Montana, I we didn't hunt out of state. We didn't. I mean, didn't it never even crossed my mind. Yeah, man, you didn't need to, dude. You know. No, yeah, we didn't need to. No, it's super fun. Dude, yeah. What do you think, Patrick? What are, you, what are your thoughts? I think California is a an amazing place to live, but just not to live as a hunter. You know, right? It's you know we were talking about luxury and comfort earlier on in the podcast, and Southern California is the epitome of it. It's literally you know your third year you're depending on where you are in Southern California, you're an hour away from the beach, an hour away from the mountains, an hour away from the desert, but. Right guess what? Everybody else is an hour away. Yeah. You know, right. every, sing, every single hunter has hunted, you know, an hour away right. in every direction. I was so surprised. So I was in a bow shop and a guy um, was delivering product to the bow shop. So he was like, I don't know, he's a trucker or if he was like a rep from some company, but he's delivering whatever it was to this bow shop. And I got to talking to him and I was like, man, you probably don't get a whole lot. Of, I think he was like out of Arizona or something. Right. Like, probably don't get a lot of business over here, do you? He's like, I sell more product in California than any anywhere. Really? And I was blown up. Man, there must be a lot of bow hunters here. Or at least maybe just people shooting bows. Maybe they're not even hunting with them. Right. I don't know. But he's, yeah, they sell a lot of stuff. They sell a lot of product. Here. There's, a, there's a, the economy of California is insane. I know. For those of you who are listening out of, out of state or, you know, I don't even know, out of country, California has the GDP of some, like, more than, I think, like, well, California percent of countries. Yeah, isn't it like California is like the sixth, seventh, or sixth largest economy in the world? Yeah, period. Dude, dude Russia. That's put wild. it put it in perspective. Like Russia has a GDP of a small European country. Yeah, you really? know what I mean? yeah. I mean, you're getting into some hot topics. Yeah, here. I know. Oh, well, we'll, 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 we'll get it back on. <laughs> <laughs> Cal- that. California is just a different beast. It's it's great to live here, but it's terrible to live here as a hunter. Yeah, um, at I least mean, this California. is Southern California. Northern California is like, like Dan said, it's a different state. It's a whole different yeah. ball game. The I almost feel like California is like three states, dude. I, so check this out. Like I was talking, I was talking to uh, to Andy from Legion uh, DIY. Like he's another yeah. California based podcast. Oh, right, yeah. He's a super cool guy, man. Like big shout out to him. Right on. Hopefully, we'll be able to get together and do some collaboration. And uh, anyways, I was talking to him, and he just kind of rolling at his family from what i understand man they hunt they've been hunting the same area for like 100 years dude like a, a long time yeah, you man. find that that hot spot dude yeah it's no crazy. reason to leave when he told me that i i want to say he said like some crazy amount of time like that right and i hope i'm not misquoting him but it was just it blew my mind that that that's just like such a stark contrast like people like up there actually hunt still right right like anyone in my neighborhood man like i, I could guarantee you right now down down this street and down that street right I'm the only person that hunts here. Like I am. I've talked to my neighbors. Like I'm the only person that hunts. Whereas like you go out of state or you go to Northern California, everybody knows someone that hunts. If not, they all hunt. Right. Right. I mean, I'm not saying Northern California is like that, but what I'm saying is it's, it's more prevalent up there than it is down here. Oh yeah. Oh, well up there, do you, you know, people are wearing 
camo like yeah. regularly yeah like it's super normal to see that right. stuff down here it's it is a little bit different stick yeah. out we also have like a bunch of military and imported yeah. military people who are probably you know yeah pretty familiar with it in little pockets the problem everything. is is that it the you know the military guys that come in guys and gals that come in that hunt they, they're lost here and that's like some of the reason why we started this was to help people find success right like we want to be an avenue for them to reach out to to look for pointers to uh you know hey we're lost can you point me in the right direction absolutely oh dude. you know well t- when i moved to california my hunting career which wasn't a career but it slowed down a ton right it just ceased to exist well i mean because now if you want to go hunting you're jumping on a plane you know well, you, right. you're committed yeah you're not just jumping out for an evening or a weekend right. if you you're know, going like, out of state yeah you're, you're either driving for 10 hours or you know you it, yeah and so and that's what i th- so i lived here for a couple of years before it even crossed my mind to hunt down here really yeah i honestly i didn't think that i didn't even think there was anything to hunt down here right i, I heard about maybe some pigs or something or yeah some we should go hunt some wild pigs yeah it? man you gotta go north yeah yeah you gotta go north Oh, okay. Yeah, down here, man. Steve Steve Trigoliato was here. What do you say? Steve said that the county of San Diego paid a million dollars yeah, or something like that. Yeah, to get like rid that. of like 40 pigs or something yeah. like that. 40 pigs? Dude, yeah. Well, those things can multiply well, and destroy right. pretty quick. But see, instead of allowing the private citizens to right, hunt them yeah. in areas that- uh, Dude, not every you know, state does it. I know. Montana, they had all these buffalo- I can't remember. I mean, they sell buffalo tags, but right. dude, there's been times when- yeah, the fishing game would just go in and kill all all See, the ones that had left the park with the tuberculosis or whatever. Oh, I'm sure Did you hear about them. that? Yeah, this is a while read, ago, but the, they were spreading this disease to the cattle, right. right? And so the ones that were leaving the park, they had to kill. And every detail of what I'm saying, you might, you know, fact check per, it. right? Yeah, you can fact, fact check this. I ain't gonna say this is the final, but <laughs> but um, they uh, the fishing game were shooting them. Yeah, I mean, you could have sold tags and taken care of that with. Well, dude, we were talking to like we were talking to Steve Trigoliato again, and he was saying, "What was it? Not Santa Catalina, but it was one of those islands off the coast of California." I it, can't remember. It, and it, it was loaded with mule deer. You remember what he was talking Catalina about? Catalina does have mule deer. Well, I know that, but oh. it's like one of the it's like one of the Channel Islands. Well, they went out there and they like shot every single one of them. You know, they, the fishing game went out there because it wasn't a Why? native species. So yeah. to that island, yeah, the California didn't want it out there anymore. They didn't want the, the species out there anymore, and it wasn't a native. What species. are they doing with that island? I think it's just uninhabited. Now, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's this really is, weird. It, we, I mean, we need to fact check that again. Yeah, just, I'm just saying, dude. It, it, I mean, yeah, that's crazy. there's just a lot of stuff like that, you know. Yeah, yeah. I used to work for California State Parks, and there's a, a, a state park up there called Henry W. Co. It's one of the biggest in the Big Sur sector. And we used to pay um, a trapper, I think it was like 60 grand a year to trap pigs. And it's just like, what? Are you serious? Like this is, it's it's one of the biggest parks, but it's one of the places that's the least frequented. And it's like, dude, if you sell pig tags out there, dude, oh my gosh, you generate so much money in a state where, you know, the bottom line is everything except for when it comes to hunting and right. animals. Right. It doesn't make any sense. Like it's such a huge re- revenue generator that we're just not utilizing. And it's just, oh man, it's so backwards. Dude, there's this, uh, there's this, um, <clears throat> this has nothing to do with <laughs> Hold on. I just want to, I just got on the internet, right? It was oh. on Santa Rosa Island okay. that we're all 
It, what they say, the, the articles saying deer and elk were killed off the island. Where is that? It's off the coast of California. It's like just well, north of Catalina, I think. Santa Rosa. Oh, it's straight out from here. Yeah, then? it's like yeah, it's like straight. Because this is the Santa Rosa like, Plateau, isn't it? Yeah, but it's straight off the coast. Yeah. But they they eradicated all the deer and elk off that thing instead of turning it into like a uh, a game ref or a game preserve kind yeah. of deal. It seems so weird because well, I guess if they weren't native and they want to get rid of them, but dude, they have all these. California's funky. Uh, it's dude. kind of scary to get off the road here because it seems like everything has um, it's like special wildlife right. sanctioned area you can't touch. Mm-hmm. I see those everywhere. But only certain people can touch them. Yeah. And it's just like, they have this idea, like, oh, we got to eradicate the pigs at, at state parks, but uh, one dude can do it, and that's it. Yeah. And we'll pay him an obscene amount of money to do but it. But, dude, how nice to be that dude. Okay? I well, know, yeah, right? It's capitalism, I guess. That yeah. guy's just capitalizing. He knows. He's, <laughs> he's a friend of a friend of yeah. uh, someone up top. So. He's living his dream, out, yeah. man. The pig killing bandit i know well they went and they trapped him and they just go and shoot him in the head yeah that's what happened it was a, Dude, it was there's a, a documentary on i think it's yeah. amazon and it what's this oh the we we're talking about that oh trapping them and shooting yeah. him in the head shooting in the, the pen head. so there's this trapper in wyoming i can't remember his name but you guys need to watch if you haven't seen this it is so good it's not something that you might come across because it's not something that would pop up from watching hunting shows or whatever i don't think and I can't even remember what it's called, but it's this old, I think he's died since they made this documentary. When they made it, I'm pretty sure he was in his 90s. And this asshole's been trapping his whole life. He's man. still running around, dude, trapping things. I <laughs> want to say maybe I know what you're talking about, man. It was This guy was so cool. And it was crazy because he'd trap like a beaver or something. And he had like this little steel rod. He'd go up and, just, you know, beat it in the head with it. But it yeah. would show this on Amazon. I'm like, dude, so many people are going to hate seeing this. Was it on Amazon? I'm pretty sure it was Amazon. That's If, if you, if, yeah, if you look at up trapper it was trapper jake let me see yeah yeah that sounds familiar it it was trapper jake dude the old dude with the i want to say i watched that 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 brings me to another point the whole like that's it the the unseen part of parts of hunting where it's not you know you're you're killing an animal at the end of the day and in in california actually in society now we have this huge disconnect about where food comes from yeah but the great thing about being a hunter is you know exactly where it came from. Oh, yeah. You, you know, hey, this animal was, you know, in its natural environment. You know, you took it, you you know, you harvested it ethically, and you know it's, you know, fresh. Yeah. Everything about it, you know from start to finish, hey, this was legit. Versus, hey, let me go get a, a mm-hmm. Wendy's, you know, Baconator or whatever. Exactly. Right. And then it's just like, oh, no, it just comes in this wrapper. That's it. It, it, you know? It's so cool that like uh, society, the hunting community is turning to like, uh, like if you look at like Stephen Rinella, right? Meat eater. Yeah. He, he has books out and, you know, Walt, the wild game cookbook and then his show, he actually prepares meals. And it's so cool to see that he puts a twist on it and just, he makes it um, appetizing for the person that's not a hunter. Well, right? because he understands it. He understands He, he lived it. in New York for a while. Yeah, he did. I mean, I'm not going to say he's like liberal, but he's, he, I feel like he tries to view things through their lens, you know, and like, how am I going to make this appetizing to the people that are so against hunting? Yes. Yeah. 
And he does a really good job I mean, at it. If you talk about a dude that uses the whole animal, the dude eats the eyeball fat behind the eyes. Dude. And makes it look good. I know. He's like, oh, he's like damn, like, I'm going to eat that next time. <laughs> he's like, oh, it he's tastes like, like sourdough bread yeah, or something. Like, oh, yeah, doesn't, yeah. doesn't it taste like raw pizza dough? Uh, yeah, something like <laughs> yeah. that. <And> like, <laughs> you know, but I, I just think that, uh, he's you know. He's done a really good job at that. Well, yeah, he's done an amazing job at that. And yeah. he's doing exactly what he set out to do. Yeah, and it's one of the things where if you just slow down and you think like, Hey, how do we make this a, how do we grow the community? It's pretty easy to do it. If you think yeah. Brandon and I are doing it right now by just talking about it. Yeah. Steven Rennell is doing it by making a show on, on cooking. Like, dude, how legit is that? If you just use your skills in the right way. That's so cool. It, it is cool to see him do that too, because you know, like five, 10 years ago, the stereotypical hunters oh, yeah. just like, Half-witted, like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. go out with go kill, drink some beer, right. go shoot some stuff. I know, right? Shoot it out the back of my truck. Look at these little frog legs cooking up on the back I'm, of my truck. Yeah, day. dude. And, and, so, yeah, it makes sense people would be against it because they're like, there's a bunch of crazy yeah. old guys running around the hills killing everything. Yeah. But, like, if you totally show the, the way he does, because he's very intelligent, too. He's a really he's good writer. He's extremely intelligent. But this is the thing. We've always been this way. Like we've always no, yeah, people yeah. that are in it right now that are showing this stuff. Dude, these guys have been doing this their entire life. Like Steven Rainell has been doing it his entire life. Like, you know, I wasn't fortunate enough to grow up with hunting, but I know plenty of people that were, right? And they've been hunting their entire lives. And they're not backcountry dim-witted food. You know what I mean? Like they're not they're not these people. They're actually right. people that take pride in what they do. Yeah, and, they, and they and they enjoy it and they're they, they have stewards. A, they have an understanding of yeah. of life at its most basic thing. Just yes. to kind of round it out as as we're ending, like like I said earlier, hunting it, it, it hunting and being outdoors brings you to a portion of your mind that not a lot of people get to see. It's the primordial part of just survive. Right. And to see nature in its most simplest form. Because when you're hunting and when you're out when you're outdoors, you have to you have to focus but it's so easy for you to just drift away because that's how nature is. Nature yeah. will be there. It's been there for millennia and it'll be there for millennia. You're just here for a short amount of time, like Dan was saying. Like You have to figure it out. But with a lot of hunters and a lot of outdoorsmen, they realize that the time here is, it's that's what it is. It's just, it's borrowed time. Yeah. And, you know, some of them might not be able to speak articulately or be as artistic about it, but... Uh, hunters and outdoorsmen have an understanding of the world that not a lot of city people do right? because they're so focused on the me, me, me instead of the bigger picture of the millennia before and the millennia after. Exactly. Well, yeah, and if you're, you know, born in, you know, in the city and that's what you know and you grew up and you didn't, you know, you're never around it, then you're going to view it in a completely different way. And that's why we want to continue this podcast and that's why we're stewards of our of our passion, you know, yeah. it's like, we want to let those people know that, Hey, it's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, it's not what you perceive or what you've seen on TV. Like right. just yeah. give it a chance. Right. And even then, you know, you, you kind of have to see it with your own eyes. Like, yeah, it's don't be spoon fed things on, on TV, Instagram, YouTube, whatever media it is. You just, you have to see it on your own right. because there's, there's something that just clicks when, yeah. when, you figure it out. It's 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 hard to explain. It's, it's almost impossible to right. explain. It's like, how do you explain buck fever to someone? You you, you don't. You don't. It's like just, you could, you could try to replicate it, but you never can. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just you have to experience it, and that's kind of one of the biggest limitations of being an outdoorsman and being a hunter is to to do it and to talk about it and to feel it. You have to 
you, you have to go out there and yeah. it's in California it's 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 prohibitive to do it because there's so many things that are so many hoops that you have to jump through and not only that when you do jump through all the hoops of getting gear and getting training you have to go out there and you have to realize like oh this is just the start of the race yes like right. now i have to deal with the real adversity of trying to be successful oh yeah it's it's easy to sit on your couch and oh, order yeah. shit on amazon <laughs> or get all your gear ready oh, yeah. and like put cool. it in the pack do your mm. gear drop or pack drop take pictures oh yeah then you get it all out in the woods you're like yeah. but you know what there's something to be said watching the sun come up sitting there up against a tree or up against a rock laughing yeah. like there's something oh, to be man. said about that no. it's like so enjoyable no yeah it's you wouldn't want to be anywhere else yeah you because you know like three hours earlier you're freezing your ass off yes. you're right. white you're, walking into where you were going yeah you're right the sun has finally come out and you're like oh yeah finally yeah. and it's start so, to enjoy the, <laughs> yeah. I, the basics you know, you know what's crazy mm-hmm. like when i'm after a hard hike in and freezing the sun starts to come up and, it, and i'm not talking gray light i'm talking like it's coming up and, and it's half up and it's light, right? You know what I mean? And and I'm sitting there glassing. That right there is exactly the moment that I want my wife to experience. Yeah. yeah. I want that moment right there. Like, yeah, you're cold, but it's you're starting to warm up. The sun's on your back. You're seeing the the uh uh God, I'm blanking. The uh the mist coming out of your mouth. What is it? Uh, the steam. I'm sorry. Yeah, the condensation coming out of your mouth, man. You, you <laughs> the see moistness. That? And, you, and you're glassing, you know, and you're just checking out a hillside. Well, it, dude, it, and what makes that so great isn't just that amazing view and that sweet sun. Cup, like, all that stuff's great, but knowing that you are you worked your ass off to get yeah. back in there, you got up at mm-hmm. what, who knows what time to get to that position that yeah. you're in, like, it didn't come free. Yeah. Right, and, exactly. And, and with that sunrise comes a new opportunity. Yes, Because absolutely. that's why you're out there. You're out there to, to fucking try to be successful. Yeah. And, and morning hunt, yeah. too. Yeah. Well, I love morning, morning hunts, awesome. dude. Yeah. You got all day to track that yeah. thing. Yeah. It's all that perseverance, man. But yeah, yeah um, I think that pretty much rounds out our yeah. podcast on perseverance and taking what you learn from being outdoors. And, Mentally tough. And yeah, mental toughness is pretty much the, the name of the game when it comes to getting out there but you you bring it with you in your everyday life yeah it puts everything into perspective absolutely yeah well listen dan dude uh we'll get you back on here we can talk about the do's and don'ts of elk hunting right oh yeah man i'll 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 go and uh study up on instagram yeah man (laughs) (laughs) yeah man we'll uh we'll get you on again for sure dude we appreciate it's been good yeah appreciate you guys having me out absolutely of course it was a pleasure great time you have anything you want to plug Oh gosh! Plug it all, dude. No. Whatever you want to plug. Oh man, I don't have I don't have any any plugs. I'm I'm I don't even know my Instagram man. I'm Cranspot. I don't think there's any. Uh, don't you have numbers like a, or you have like a million followers, bro? No, I don't. I've got well, I've got a few from running Dark Mountain and building up that Instagram. Right. Um. But um. Yeah, I don't have any any other things I need to push or I want to push. Cool but deal, yeah. man. Sounds good, bro. Yeah. yeah and you. with that, guys, if you uh, enjoy the podcast, make sure you you let us know. And if you didn't like it or you want to hear a different topic, hey, just let us know, too, and yeah. then we'll try to fix it. Exactly. But anyways, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. And Brandon, I think that's another one, brother. That's it, man. Oh, God. Bam. <laughs> there you go. All right. Have a good one, guys.